Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And Rico and Barry. Hey, everybody! What's going on? Uh, hope the other guys are showing up. Uh, glad to have everybody. Daniel Barry, Sports Highlights. Thank you, KQ. Thank you, KQ. First in the chat. Darkness. Uh, here we go. Here's Rico. Okay, I was worried the link wasn't working or something. What's up, buddy? I was worried the link wasn't working because occupancy's coming. It's an Occupancy Monday. Uh, we're live on Twitter, Twitch, Twitter as an X, YouTube, and now Instagram. How'd you do on the football this weekend? Did you bet? Did all your bets shape out? Uh, <clears throat> I was one of the idiots that bet on the Ravens, but I actually had to, the Lions plus four and a half in the first half and to cover seven full game. So, and then one money there. Yeah. I like yeah. the Lions. I like the yeah. Lions to keep that close. I was, uh, here's occupancy. Um, so occupancy being a Bay area guy, but it was pretty wild with the, uh, with the, uh, San Francisco 49ers win and that comeback win down 17 points. Have you become was- like a resident 49ers fan since you live in the area? Yeah, my uh, my uncle has been a long time Bay Area resident. Uh, my my aunt's been here for 20, 30 years now, so I'm jumping on the bandwagon. And um, no, it was good. We listened to the game on the radio, and um, yeah, man, just what a comeback! 
Yeah, I I felt bad for the Lions, but also it's like, you know, 49ers are a pretty good team. Uh, and they've come back, and there's always been that hit on Shanahan. He can't come back, so good for them. Yeah. He had one game in the NHL. To, oh, KQ says Berkeley. I don't know if he's from that area. Um, I... I felt bad for the Ravens because their offensive coordinator forgot how to run the football and they could have dominated Kansas city. And I just didn't get it, but um, whatever. I mean, why I don't understand. Like you have one wide receiver, two tight ends. You should have been in that set the whole, whole game. And you should have been running out of that. Like I won. And then if Zay flowers beats his guy, great. Uh, Kansas city, had, the thing they have great, a great amount of is good DBs. And they just played right into their hands. So I was like, anyway, I do not think the 49ers will do that. And two more weeks with uh, Debo Samuel, I will be a bang-bang Niner game for the – not because I hate the Chiefs. I just want somebody who hasn't won one. So, uh, anyway. Um, Rico, by the way, you were not alone in that. A lot of people were on Baltimore. They were the best team in the NFL this year. They went well, to San Francisco and beat the pants off of them. Like, it just felt like Baltimore had way too many design plays, and, and Lamar Jackson should have just took the fucking ball and ran it more often than he was just going side to side and stuff. Like, the guy should have just took off, man. Take the game on yourself, man. Sure, your awesome offensive coordinator is calling plays and stuff, but, man, one Legend of your first options is you fucking running it, man. Yeah, legendary uh, – leg by the way, this is – NHL Nightly, I'm your host, Jeremiah Maxwell. Okay, the sports beard with me as always is Rico. And we have, it's an Occupancy Monday. Occupancy is going to be joining us on Mondays to talk bets. We had one whole game tonight. Ottawa was down 3 nothing. They looked like every bit of Ottawa. By the way, Rico, I buried the lead. Did you go to the Ottawa Rangers game where Ottawa's up 3 nothing and, and the Rangers scored 7 I I I didn't go to that one. I saw a bunch of Ranger fans at the hotel. I was just shooting the shit with them before the game. But we ended up going to watch at a bar instead. I went and watched a Boston game on Thursday night. And we talked yeah, about were, that. That was, a, that, was yeah. a, that was a good game too. But, yeah, I didn't go to the Rangers one. I just – it was such a pain in the ass getting out of that rink in Canada. I'm like, I'm not doing this again, and I'm not doing it on a Saturday night either. It cost me $65 in an Uber to get, like, 20 minutes off the road. It's like fucking bullshit getting out of that place. Getting to the game it was perfectly fine, but getting out of there, everybody's running out of that rink into a scattered parking lot, and it's out of city. Like, yeah. oh, man, such a pain Dude, they ass. just have to move that downtown where you can take transit. Everybody I've heard from Ottawa says if it's in the downtown area, it's just oh, a yeah. great, great thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about Ottawa uh, competing the comeback. I wanted to say darkness too, man. Um, oh, darkness is dead inside from the Lions game. <clears throat> I didn't know you were alive, oh. darkness. <clears throat> but uh, I, guess, no. I guess all you St. Louis fans don't have a team anymore, so you got to pick somebody. But how about your Blues, man? They're in a playoff spot. Like, the Blues have won five in a row. Um, good stuff, man. Like, good stuff. Yeah, the only thing, Justin Falk, his injury's been in and out. Now he's out. So they called up my hometown kid, Tyler Tucker, there to sit up in the press box, maybe get into a game or so. But, I mean, they're playing hard, man. Good good for the Blues. I mean, that, that Western Conference, that mushy kind of whether we're getting in or not, like with all those teams, is just going to be – 
fabulous coming out of the break and just seeing who grabs the reins there because it's there's a bunch of teams there that can that can just grab a hold of this playoff spot and you know either one of them could go on a bit of a run and St. Louis has done it before so I mean well here's what you got to think about St. Louis they're not terrible on D and they have a pretty respectable goaltending tam uh tandem so yeah, I mean, I could see them upsetting a big-time team, man. And you still have some guys left from that cup. Franco's having a resurgence. Um, so pretty incredible. So, okay, uh, let's get into what I wanted to talk about. I have two jerseys over the shoulders. Uh, it was a topic of conversation for a lot of people this weekend and shows this Monday with the Columbus Blue Jackets, the David Juracek comments, and obviously Patrick Laine taking a leave of absence, the player's assistance thing. This is for mental health. Uh, really, uh, really, really uh, super good thing for him. I I wanted to ask you guys, one thing I noticed with Line A is he seems really hard on himself, like in the media and stuff, like he's always kicking his own ass. Um, and I would just wonder if that's, if that's not helping his cause. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Talking about line, a, I mean, you're getting a lot of people, a lot of line a fans throwing up like social media pictures of him getting dressed up and like being such a fun loving guy off the ice. But I mean, line a coming into the league, it was Matthews and line a, right. It was, it was one, two, like this guy did have a bit of pressure on him. I mean, they were, they were one, two, lots of pressure comes with that starting his career. Um, but he's still young, so hopefully he takes some time away from the game. He doesn't have to explain anything to anybody. You know, it could be family, could be personal, you know, whatever it takes to, to get yourself to get yourself right. You know, the hype, the media around that guy. But, I mean, he's amazing player, amazing shot. So mental health has been brought to the forefront. So, you know, good good on him becoming, you know, stepping up and, and just saying he's got to walk away from the game. And I think he's going to come back. Hopefully he comes back. So the game needs a guy like him. So, I mean, the hockey community, hockey community will definitely welcome him back for sure. Yeah, I know mean, the, I N- just... the NHL will give him the assistance and, and stuff that he needs. And, you know, that's it, man. Just keep it cut and dry. And I'm sure maybe he'll explain himself when he comes back. But he doesn't have to. Nobody does. He, he's a he's a person first. You know, you got to look out, look out for yourself. you got to look out for number one when it comes to mental health. So... Good on him, you know. It was probably much needed for a while, and he's not from here, right? So he's got family probably back home and overseas and stuff. That you know, he might he's, have stuff going he's on. He's a Finnish guy, right? Line yeah, is a so guy, yeah. he might have stuff going on back home and that too that's been bothering him for a little bit. So you know what? Walk away from the game and do what you need to do. Go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead, yeah I could pick, I could piggyback. Um, so I follow this uh, Columbus beat reporter, uh, Mark Sheeg. He's at Mark underscore Sheeg uh, on Twitter. And um, he posted an article about Line A. And um, Line A's father passed away, who he was really close with. Uh-oh. So I think that had something to do with it. Yeah. Um, mm. And, um, you know, he, he put out a statement um, just prioritizing mental health and getting, you know, back on track. Um, so, you know, he, he's one of those players where he, he's an automatic, he's no matter what, he's an automatic difference maker when he gets back on and he gets into swing and, and yeah, if he's been cold or maybe his stats haven't been good, you know, in the last, you know, couple seasons from injuries and, and, 
Um, but this guy can thrive. So, you know, good for him to, to step out uh, of the ring, get, get everything together and, and come back. I'm sure he's like, you guys were saying, like, he's going to come back strong um, and welcome. So um, I'm excited to see, you know, how, how this develops. Yeah, no, um, he definitely needs the break. Perlo, we're just talking about line A taking the leave of absence. Yeah. If you, have, if you have anything to say about on that topic, if you don't, we can move on to the next subject. Well, but, I'll, I'll say a little bit. I, I've been pretty critical of Lion A up until now, but um, you're going to head off and do what he did, then good for him. Like, he's got an incredible shot. He's an incredible talent that has really never li- lived up to it. And and that, this might have something to do with that and, uh, you know, all the support to go do whatever you got to do there. Yeah, Rick Smith says, not everyone gets the right help in the NHL. It's a support group that matters most for to be the best. I hope for him the best. Uh, the thing I'll say is, and then we'll just kind of move on uh, to the Juracek thing. Juracek comes out in the media and says he's not getting the playing time he deserves. Cervelli talked about it a little on his show today. Uh, Morning Cup of Coffee talked about it. Kipper and Bourne talked about it. Like, Blue Jackets are all in the news. Uh, I I don't understand what they're doing. Uh, Why aren't you playing this kid? Everybody knows he's going to be good. Your season is over. You're not doing anything. This guy, by all the hockey metrics, is the third best defenseman you have right now, and you're not playing him. You told him to buy a place, he buys a place, and then you send him to the AHL. Like, that's a real douchebag move by the team. Um, I Listen, I get, oh, these young players are entitled. Uh, Nemich is playing, uh, and the kid uh, Korchinski is playing. Now, granted, Korchinski and Nemitz are both, Nemitz are both playing because both the Devils and the Blackhawks have nobody. So he's got to play. Korchinski's got to play. But they've already burned 10, is in, 10 games for this guy. And you're a check. So it's not like they – I mean, if the plan was just to play him in the AHL, play him in the AHL the whole year. Like, you're screwing this kid over. I mean, look, he's got an agent that's not afraid to call people out, either Ian Walsh. Like, I mean, like uh, – I'm sorry, Alan Walsh. I said Ian Walsh. I meant Alan Walsh. Alan Walsh noted Marc-Andre Fleury and some other uh, – David Perron, some high-profile – but Alan Walsh will call a spade a spade in the thing. And I just think, like, what's your development plan? Why are you playing Andrew Peak and Jake Bean over this kid when you're probably going to move on from those players? Uh, Rico, what are your thoughts? Sorry, buddy. I was just – I had my mind on something else. Oh, Move, you're okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, go go, pa- go past me. Pass me on this. Go one. ahead, Occupancy. Since you read, sure. you, read, you read his article, I always think of Aaron Portsline and the other cat but I've dropped that uh, that writer's name in the chat, and I'll put it up for people to follow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know, I don't I don't follow this team as closely, but just a, as a general comment on on player development and and um, you know, why did Columbus bring over Voronkov if they had this kid you know ready to go in the training program and. And then they go out and get a KHLer, um, you know. I mean, I, I, what what position is Yerichek? He's a defense. Okay, so yeah. that's all. De- but but even with all those injuries too, yet you, you know you had Wierenski uh, out for a while, and and um, Good Branson with the suspension earlier. 
I mean, he Yurchek could have saw some games. Um, so you know, I I don't know. I I don't know what's going on in that office. Um, but I understand why the fans are upset. Yeah, Darkness says uh, if Columbus ain't going to play Yurchek, trade him. I mean, they would be idiots to trade this kid. Uh, by all stretches, he's going to be a number one for a very long time in the NHL. And I heard his brother is going to be even better. So uh, we'll see. Uh, and uh, Rick says, yep, you can uh, ruin him. Look what happened to Soup. Uh, I'm assuming he's talking to Jack Campbell. Flames doing this with Dustin Wolf. Well, KQ, at least the Flames are playing Dustin Wolf in the AHL for most of the year, right? And they're going to move on from Markstrom or uh, – Vladar this year. So I don't feel like the Flames felt like they had to rush Wolf. So, um, you know, I know he's played a couple of games this year, but has he, he hasn't done his 10 game stand. I'll have to look into that. I don't, I don't think so. No, I think he's under 10. So what I think about this is this is an organization that has a bad roster. Your check shouldn't be making your lineup this year, but he did. They had nobody to even come close to go against what your check was bringing because he's so good and if you were in a normal like really good roster like even average your check doesn't make the roster this year so well, they had but Perlo, they here's the problem he's been on the roster they've scratched him for 36 games like what you're just hurting this kid's development by not playing him either have him in the hl oh, or have I'm, him play and who gives a fuck totally. like you're, you're an Edmonton guy. Why didn't you have him in the lineup against Connor McDavid? Who cares if he gets scorched? Then this kid gets a chance to play against the best now, and he learns. It's stupid what they're doing. Can I tell you him. why? Can I tell you why? Because he's going well, to go I mean, back home. He was going. If you were to send him down, he was going back home. He's been down. He's played. He's played for no, Cleveland. Home. He's going home. He's going back to Europe. So that was I, think, I think you're misinformed because he's actually been sent down to the AHL and he's played games. Yeah, I know, but AHL. if you're going to send him down for a long time, he's going to go back home. He's well, had that leverage all the way. And they don't want to lose him back home, so they're trying to balance it out. And, and unfortunately, their, their lineup is so bad, they got to balance it to try to keep him from going back home again. You don't want him to go back to Europe. That's yeah, I, really, I, I think it would almost do it better than what they're doing with him now. And I, I would agree. say this. I agree. I, I would say this. Why aren't you playing him? By reportable metrics, is he's their third best defenseman this yeah. year. So he's not even played bad. Yeah. No, he hasn't played bad, but for his age, he shouldn't be in the NHL. Yeah, he's 19. We, we we agree. We're in this golden age of defensemen yeah. where they rush guys. He, he shouldn't he shouldn't be playing in the NHL right now. Simple as that. And the problem is your defense is so bad that he's better than pretty much everybody. And and his agent knows it, and he knows it. So he's like, play me, because he doesn't know that it's better for him to go somewhere else. And it's going to hurt him, his feelings, for you to move him on somewhere else. But really, that's what needs to happen. It's a terrible situation in Columbus. Terrible, terrible situation. That's what I say there. Yeah, no. And you that's should let him go back to Europe and just forget about him until he wants to come back. That's I, what they should do. Yeah, Rick Smith agrees with you. Uh, 
And then KQ is taught. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, I, real quick injury note. I saw Jack Quinn's out eight to 10 weeks for Buffalo Sabres. That's a big loss for them. I know he's been struggling with health. They're going to have to move some of those players and figure out what they need in that lineup. Cause I mean, they're, it's like Ottawa. I don't understand why they didn't take a step. Their big thing is they're not scoring on the power play. Ottawa's big thing is they're not keeping the puck uh, out of the net. So, um, okay. the I have the Rangers jersey up there. I wanted to talk a little bit about Philip Filipito goes down in a heap. Johnny Lazarus talked about he was there. I mean, I don't know what happened. He was on the ice for like seven minutes or something in practice. So it looks like Ottawa played. It, so KQ, if you're ever curious, I have a scrolling scoreboard and I update it 90% of the time, and it says the scores. And so it'll tell you they played Nashville. Nashville was up 3-0 in the first, and good on Ottawa. They pull Sogard, and they put in Corpusalo, and Corpusalo is flawless for two periods. That's what they need from Corpusalo. I mean, they, they just need to get some 905 save percentage from him, and they would be a much better team. And I think if that happens uh, – we could see Ottawa make a push here, which was, you know, probably going to hurt them from getting a, a top five player. But, um, I mean, they, this team is way too good to be where the, the worst team in the Eastern Conference is where they're at. Did, right you, now. See, did you see the live bet? Did I, I did. I retweeted it for you. Good one, Perlo. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. saw it coming, buddy. I saw it coming, yeah. Yeah, but you saw it coming. Well, I want you to give up a three goal lead. <laughs> and, and, Nashville, and honestly, Nashville was too tired to finish that game. Well, so they just crazy. haven't been scoring a lot either, so it was actually kind of a surprise that they jumped out 3 nothing. Um, but, uh, you know, they got some goals from uh, McCarron, Tomasino, and Trennan, all, all guys under 10 goals. So still got to get some uh, – I was going to play the overtime goal here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if I can do it, and then we'll talk about – What did you have on this game, Occupancy? I think you had – is it a rough night? Uh, no, I, no, I was on, I was on Nashville. Oh well, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so, so they had a two-on-one there. Yossi could have got it. Turn right around. That was. Uh, I don't this think Giroud was expecting that. Any better shot from Giroud. It's just a veteran move. It's yeah. it's it's. He he's been there before. He he's played a lot of overtime games in Philly. He's got the puck control. He's got poise. You know. It, He's just he's he's a legend out there, you know. Could we cross our fingers as Giroux ends up back in Philly again? Could we just cross our fingers on that? That'd be freaking beautiful. I, I used to try to trade him back to Philly. Yeah, why not? I mean, I think Giroux is the type of guy that Ottawa needs to keep. Oh, on there. Oh, well, I one hundred percent, dude. When I was at that Boston game and I was right in the corner and I saw Giroux facing off against Zaka, man. Like Giroux was talking to the linesman before the faceoff even started. He was making sure everything was on point. You know, he was just so focused. And like, yeah. like I told Perlo before, man, if they didn't hand uh, Brady Kachuk the captaincy so early, it would have been just Giroux kind of grooming him into that team yeah. a little bit. But like, just a solid guy on the ice, professional, never gets up, never gets down, but he's always talking to the refs, like just getting in their head a little bit during the game. And yeah, just yeah, you don't want to see him leave Ottawa or that team's going to just fall even more i agree the guy's a legend unbelievable doesn't get enough credit for how good it oh yeah i mean it's unfortunate he didn't win a stanley cup 
uh, he was right there in 2010. And uh, he has one of my favorite plays of all time where he fucking destroys Sidney Crosby in a check, turns around and scores a goal like 10 seconds later. It's literally one of my favorite highlights of all time. I fucking love it. I'm a huge Claude Giroux fan. Um, yeah. play for, what if he played for Pittsburgh? Would you still love him? I mean, I probably wouldn't like him as much, but I would have a lot of respect for him. He's a, I mean, you know, honestly, man, the guy, the guy, I put him up there as one of the better defensive, very good scorer, really good on the two A no. side. It's I mean, criminal. it's criminal that he doesn't have a selkie. It's criminal. The well, the problem is he came in the arrow of the best defensive forward. Yeah, Bergeron, you know, Kopitar, and, and yeah. And yeah. uh I think he's everybody. Patrice Bergeron is a miracle anybody ever. I think won. he's everybody as good as Kopitar, but he was on the wrong team. That's that's the problem. But that's my personal opinion. I think he wants that. Yeah. Anyway, he's, he's um, a Hall of Famer. Okay. Uh, a Hall of Famer for sure, right? We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. He doesn't have better numbers than Jeremy Roenick, and Jeremy's not in this. Hall of Fame, so we'll see. I I don't disagree with you. He was born in the right country to make it, so we'll see. Um, but uh, you know, if he wins a cup like towards the end of his career with a team, well, if he pulls it off with Ottawa, then you know you're just you're just stoked. But um, okay, I thought I did the Instagram, so I'm hoping that's working, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm so new to this. Uh, anyway, it's be, it's working. The broadcast is working. So uh, Filipino goes down. He's out the rest of the year. That's a huge loss for the Rangers. They undoubtedly have to get a third line center now. Uh, where do you where where do you think they go there, Rico? Yeah, I mean, I think the Rangers they're gonna get I think about what five point two cap space because of this Hedl being gone this year so expect Chris Drury to be aggressive like he always has been I mean this is a win now team they're they're either very young or they're very old like Hedl brought that like late 20s in your prime kind of player to that team it seemed like so they're gonna look better to get to get better five on five I think you know some somebody like Lindholm would definitely move that needle for him um, that's why they got rid of Benino. I think just just the speed of the Rangers wasn't there five on five this year. So uh, one thing they're going to look at, maybe I know mentioned on the Merrick show today was maybe had Adam Henrique, but you're going to have a lot of teams looking for centermen as well too. So, you I mean, Boston's going to be in that market. Rangers are going to be in that market, but they're going to have a lot of money to play with, which is nice. So I could see maybe a deal for Lindholm because of the cap space being available or maybe an Adam Henrique, but I think either the Rangers or Boston might be going after those two guys hard, but expect the Rangers to be alive at the deadline. Their, their blue line's fine. Their goaltending's fine. It's just a little bit down the middle, like you said, Jared. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't doubt Lindholm on the Rangers. I could see him going there. Yeah. I just wonder what the Rangers have to give up for Lindholm and, do they want to trade picks? And I know they don't have their second. I, I they thought got first, Ryan, though. Well, yeah. I mean, do they want to trade that? So, and they're not going to trade Gabe Perot, and they're not going to trade um, Hor Horman or Hoffman or whatever his name is. Yeah, Hoffman. They're not trading those two players, I don't think. So, I, uh, yeah. What do you think, occupancy? 
I think this hurts. I think, uh, you know, he was a piece in the playoffs who contributed quite a bit. And, you know, he's uh, a player, I believe it was the Kako kid line um, with uh, Alexis Lafreniere and him. And, you know, it's one thing to miss a player, but it's also another thing to miss a player with chemistry. And I think they're going to lose out on chemistry. Um, And, you know, they could bring bring in a Lindholm and they could bring in a Henrik. And and I think they'd fit the shoes skill-wise. But chemistry-wise, I'm not sure. So I'm I'm leading, you know, towards that this is a bigger deal than people think and that they're going to have a tough time in February. And when everyone gets back from the All-Star break and, and this kid's out and they're depth scoring, I'm just taking a look at uh, – They're Farm. having a tough time now. They're having yeah, a they're tough at, time now, yeah. Right. So, so they were thinking he was coming back and he was going to add. And, I mean, Rangers are – middle in, in the east at least uh you know 30 30 goals for in their last uh 10 games there uh top of the list you know tampa bottom of the list uh, islanders but they're lacking scoring and 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 so i just think uh this is going to hurt more than than people think they're going to get a guy i i like adam henry too i saw darkness say that perlo agrees i think they're not going to have to give up much for uh well quite frankly uh week is kind of I mean, he kind of got fleeced in the deal for Josh Manson. He gave up a second. You look up what uh, the Maple Leafs gave up for Giordano. Now, that being said, the Maple Leafs have gotten three more years out of Giordano. They re-signed him for league men and stuff. So uh, Rico says Provorov. You think Provorov's on the block? I mean, Columbus needs to get rid of a lot of stuff, and starting at the top. I was, surpri- I was surprised that uh, Provorov is on the block, but apparently he is, yeah. Is Kent yeah. Johnson a center? Yeah, he is. Uh, but yeah. I, if they traded him, I think there might be riots in the streets of Columbus. <laughs> I mean, the, the other he thing, was they, he was getting sent down though. Like, remember in the beginning of the well, year, he was. Portsline talked about well, Kent Johnson was getting sent down, not right. Kent, yeah. No, Johnson, Johnson, but yeah, but why? Well, like, I mean, he was. Dude, what are they doing? They're playing Fantilli against Edmonton at left wing. Like, let him play center. Let him see what the NHL looks like. You know, I do not understand this whatsoever. The Columbus Blue Jack, I guarantee the four of us could do a better job than what the Columbus Blue Jack is doing right now. As a little, like, we could run that franchise better than they're being run right now. It's brutal, man. I do not understand what they're doing. And they... You know, I thought they would be more competitive because some of the veteran D, uh, Severson, and, and you know, they signed Gabranson a couple years ago. But, like, those are not great deals. I mean, the good, I don't think they're terribly long. So, but still, it's like, you know. Well, Fantilli got his legs sliced open, so he's not even going to play the next game against the Kraken, I guess. So, they'll be real. I saw that. It was like, weird. Yeah. Time. Hopefully he's okay. I didn't. I saw that. I. I but. Um, yeah. Hopefully he's okay there. Yeah. I just yeah. don't get. It. Yeah. Um, did you have anything you wanted to talk about uh, the Rangers needle? You kind of said uh, Henrique in the chat and everything. So I feel like I. I actually think that Henrique was more likely to go to Boston. I think Monahan is more likely to go to the Rangers. It, it, just on 
on that, but it just seems more likely to me that Monaghan would go to the Rangers and uh, Enrique would go to Boston. That's true. That you think you think Jeff Gordon wants to trade with the Rangers? I just wonder. That's the hard oh, part. That's yeah. the hard part. It's the yeah, whole. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah, whole. That's the tough part. But if he could get I, decent value, I think he would do it. I don't think. I don't think he's going to be that butthurt about whatever happened there. To tell you the honest yeah, truth. I mean, he ended, up, he ended up landing in a pretty good spot. So Cervelli thinks he's too worried about what he what the Rangers think right now. Yeah, so Frank Saravella reported last week. He he wrote a tweet. He said that the that they uh, Montreal Canadiens are going to get two first round picks for Sean Monahan. Now that being said, they've already gotten one first round pick from Calgary when they took him from yeah. Calgary. Calgary gave them a first round to take that contract, so they've already gotten one first round pick. People, okay. So he thinks they'll get a first round pick at the trade deadline. I, I'll tell you right now, I think the teams that trade early are going to be the ones that really do themselves some favors. Because we already know Edmonton, they don't have any cap space. They're going to have to move out major deals. Nobody's taking Jack Campbell. And from what I've heard, Jack Campbell's been playing well in the AHL. So they may want Jack Campbell as a backup to Skinner. Because Skinner's playing so well right now, they don't want to, I would not want to mess that up. They added Corey Perry. I don't know. I don't really know where they can add anywhere else. They're up against the cap. They're going to have to move significant pieces out to add something, which why would you do it now if you're on a 16-game heater? They're going to break that record probably. And, I mean, they only got one more game to go, and they're going to tie Pittsburgh. So, you know, and I don't know what dumpster fire team they're playing next, but I'm sure it's probably Columbus. They I was could, laughing uh, at John Joyce showing all these highlights against Columbus, Nashville, it's, and it's, it's Vegas. It's Vegas. Oh, it's Vegas. Okay. Yeah. Well, Vegas, but Vegas isn't Vegas. Vegas isn't Vegas. Oh yeah, you just make an excuse, dude. If they beat Vegas, they're doing well. Stop it. Come no, on. but Vegas isn't Vegas right now, Perlo. They're missing Eichel. They're missing Theodore. I mean, come on. I don't care. It's the best team they played in a long time. Vegas has went on a run on, on, on the road. Yeah, they've they beaten like well. three top ten teams in this win streak, and everybody Perlo. else has been like below. Yeah. So if they lose to Vegas, Edmonton is ass. And we can just yeah, yeah. Continue. Well, we know secretly deep down Beard would love Edmonton Pittsburgh in the final. That's well, what he would make the playoff. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, but that, that would playoff. be your dream matchup, wouldn't it, Beard? Well, I mean, it wouldn't matter. You know, all the McJesus fans would get upset when Crosby gets every call. So it's just going to be awful for them when Pittsburgh wins. Um, I'll tell you right now, if Pittsburgh made the finals, I, I, you know, I don't know what no, I would do, but it's not. It's happening. not there'd, happening. There'd have to be another no. Taylor Swift in the press box for that. To they have the thirty-first yeah. ranked power play in the NHL. Okay, <laughs> it's unbelievable to me with the talent they have on that team. So we're not going to see Phil Kessel get picked up. KQ, I, I don't think he's going to get signed. Oh, there was a signing we didn't talk about. Zach Parise with his Colorado Avalanche. He played pretty well for the Islanders. Not a bad player. Why not? Huh? Yeah, not so they, player, huh? yeah, so well, and just a nice little depth piece for Colorado. Who hopefully they get Nichushkin back. Um, I, I, I think that I think that. So the guy that you said 
for Boston and Henrik, I could see that making sense. The problem is, I think the guy that would be perfect for Boston is Elias Lindholm. Get it, you know. Yeah, Elias, I, I don't think they can get them. Well, I agree. Maybe I don't know. The team that waits the longest is going to be in trouble. Boston is playing some unbelievable hockey right now, too, man. Like they look really, really good. Um, I mean, right now it's them in Florida. It's a shame they're both in the Atlantic um, because they'll end up playing each other. You know, so um, dude, put we'll Zach, play. put Zach Parise, Ryan Johansson, and Jonathan Drouin on a line together, and just yeah, there you go. go. And they call yeah. it the rejection line. The all shit team. The all shit line. No, I wouldn't <laughs> even call it rejection. It's just... <laughs> well, and then you know, Kipper talked a couple weeks ago, and he hasn't said it again. But maybe some noise that Kadri doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Like, there's a really good center uh, well, with pretty. Kadri should have thought about that with his agent before he signed a contract. It's untrade. Well, I think he should have stayed with <laughs> Colorado too, bro. One hundred percent with you. Yeah, he's yeah, stuck. He's yeah. Done. He's setting up shop. He's setting up shop in Calgary forever. That's it. Notorious yeah. TBG says the Black Sox are getting the number one. I beg to differ. There's actually a worse team than the Blackhawks. It's called the San Jose Sharks. Either one of them could be. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. tell you right now, if Chicago gets two first in a row, I thought the NHL made that almost impossible with the new draft. Format, well, so it's not impossible. I mean, yeah, a, a I really would percentage. not. A lower. I would percentage. not be happy to see him go to Chicago. One the problem is, the problem. The problem in this draft is the top three are not too far away from each other. Yeah. So, see, Beard doesn't hate the Oilers. He just hates to draft. Yeah. Well, I mean, just you know, they got like five number one picks in like the last fifteen years. <laughs> I just I have a picture of a game I went to in Arizona and Ryan Whitney's there. I got a picture of Ryan Whitney on the back getting off the thing, but it's Yakupov, Taylor Hall, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and it's like Jordan Eberly. And they won that game, Jordan Eberly, and they won that game Justin like in Schultz. overtime. Who scored the goal? Nail Yakupov. Pretty crazy, huh? Probably didn't score too many after that. They completely mismanaged all of those picks. They could have done much better than they did. Anyway, well, I don't even. Yeah, yeah the poorest management of the last twenty years is the Edmonton Oilers, no doubt about it. The poorest management of the last twenty years. You think a lot of that though? I feel like that has to do with their owner. Another reason I'm not a big fan. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, totally the owner, no doubt about it. But it doesn't matter. That's the poorest management of the last 20 years. Yeah. There's no okay. way to take Yakupov in the first overall there. No way. No, I, I, I don't even, I could write a book. Purple loses sleep over this. Yeah, let's talk about tomorrow's games because we have a whole two of them. And then uh, we'll wrap up the show. It'll be a little early one. We only are doing three episodes this week uh, because the All-Star break. So tomorrow and Wednesday. And then we'll be back Monday. Uh, tomorrow's first game is the Blue Jackets, as appropriately we were talking, at St. Louis. Uh, I was the only one on the panel last week that liked the Blues against the Kraken, and they won that game. Eat it. Uh, I like the Blues. Uh, no, no, no. Eat don't it. eat it. What did I pick, Rico? We took the Blues. We, we both picked, took Well, the not blues. on the panel. The revisionist the history panel. shit doesn't count. I don't care what you bet. Yeah. When you said on yeah. the panel – you fucking were all on the Kraken, so 
And I, I, I was up, like, no, the Blues are playing good hockey. I ended up taking the Blues. But anyways. Uh, well, you must have okay, listened so to tomorrow, me then because I was the only one on them. Probably. That's it. It was because of you, Beard. That's the reason why I took that choice. Uh, it's plus 142 Blue Jackets at St. Louis. I, I like this. I like the Blues in this. They're five in a row playing some good hockey. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you the over-under. Go ahead, Perlo. You you go first, man, because you, you kind of – I take Blues minus one and a half, Blues team total over, Blues everything. Over, the, Blue Jackets, over. the Blue Jackets already have their girlfriends lined up for whatever they're going to do. <laughs> over-under six and a half for the Blue Jackets-Blues game. I don't know if the Blues – I don't know if the Blue Jackets will score enough, but the Blues will ruin the Blue Jackets here, like ruin them. Yeah, it the way they're playing right now. It won't be, it won't be pretty. That's Go ahead, Rico. Yeah, and okay, so the first look is the Blues, but holy shit, they played three overtime games in a row. Sure, they won them all, but these they're kind of tired. Of yeah. That's the hard. Yeah, part. I mean, both of them have played a lot of hockey in the last few days, so it's either they both just say fuck it, let's play for the draw here and move on to the All Star break, or I mean, Columbus has been embarrassed a little bit, so. Uh, I am not going to go against the Blues here at home because they're rolling. So yeah, the money's not good enough for Blue Jackets either. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, what's the price? St. Louis has won five in a row. There's no way they're just going to leave that winning streak alone going into the All Star break. They're going to go balls out here and just enjoy the break. And I think the Blues will just. That's what I think. Yeah, that's what I think. They're not going to go on a one-game losing streak into the All Star break after winning five in a row, overtime or not. At home? It's at home too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I laid a pretty big price with uh, Seattle last night. <clears throat> I don't like to lay that price on the money line, but I just thought it was a really good bounce back spot against the Blue Jackets who've been traveling for quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Blues, what it seems to me is like, this is just a hard time in general to cap. You know, some people are already thinking about Mexico. Some people aren't. It doesn't seem like the Blues are thinking about Mexico. Seems like they're they're dialed in. Shen, uh, you see the overtime winner on Tuesday versus uh, Canucks. Decked a guy, got the goal. That's like, that's an old school goal right there. Um, and I like what the Blues are doing. Um, you know, Columbus, on the other hand, you know, the you know, I could see kind of this being a similar game to the the Seattle game where, you know, the Blues maybe take a lead, but then kind of just the game goes and, and maybe they don't cover um, the one and a half. Just, I don't know, because the Blue Jackets still have some skill and, and they got, you know, Veronkov, Chinikov, Goudreau out there still still skating fast and doing their thing. So this is probably be another situation where I'm, I'm going to lay a bigger price with, with St. Louis on the money line. I don't, you know. Totals have been a little weird this time of year. Um, and I think ultimately I'm not going to take the Blue Jackets. So it's it's how to take the Blues. Uh, you're, you know, look at the team total, try to get the minus a half in the first. You know, you kind of got to get creative with how you take the Blues. But I ultimately like St. Louis here. Yeah, awesome. And then, Rico, did you, did you pick? Yeah, I'm taking the Blues here. Probably Blues, maybe in the regulation. I think regulation might get to the All Star break. Okay. All right. So let's get to the second game. It's uh, over under six. It's Seattle at San Jose. San Jose is a plus one eighty home dog. Uh, Jared McCann already has twenty goals. Um, 
I was going to say, too, leading the Blues in goals, uh, kind of ironically, is uh, Pavel Bushnevich, a guy that the Rangers kind of like, – they couldn't afford to keep him, essentially. Um, again, you're punished if you draft too well. Um, and uh, that Jeff Gore, I think, uh, you know, they had JT Miller at some point in their system. They had to trade him and uh, all that. So, um, yeah, I, I like Seattle here. Uh, Perlo, how are you feeling? Well, I've been saying all along, if a team really wants to win a game against San Jose, they will, you know, they're, if they're not in a bad spot. And I don't think Seattle's in a bad spot. They need this win all the shit. So I would say that Seattle will win this game. I'm, but the thing is, this is the last game for San Jose, and they've been playing with a lot of heart. They They haven't been giving anything up to anyone. They may not have the talent, but... I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't really like the price on Seattle, but I think this is going to be a tougher than uh, than a lot of people think. I, mm -hmm. um, I I like Seattle to win, but I don't know if I can put a bet on this. Like I I, I think I'm priced out on on this game. No, I I hear you there with uh, with San Jose. The thing with San Jose is they're playing the Kraken at home and then the next night they're going to Anaheim. So they got like bang, bang right before the All-Star break. So they don't have a ton of guys going to All-Star game anyway. But I think with Blackwood probably starting net in the front front of the back-to-back -back here, I think San Jose might put up a pretty good effort. So they're feeling somewhat okay going into the All-Star break at home and then just shit in the bed and they'll take Anaheim the next night. Uh, it might be a catch catchy spot that Blackwood will make about 35 saves or something and yeah, maybe like a 3-2 game. Well, and I've been saying the Sharks look different with Logan Couture back in the lineup here. you got a great defensive center that can score some goals, that's leadership, that's a great player, that another guy that, gosh, dang, I'd love to have him on my team, you know, uh, but that contract is pretty much untradable. So, um is this Seattle's last game before the break? Uh, yeah. I'm not paying attention. Yeah. No, then if it is, it is. then then maybe I, I got to take Seattle in some way here because um, they they need this game a lot. And if they're playing against you know San Jose, I don't think they're going to be let, a letdown here. What do you think, occupancy? So I was going to save this, but I actually got to go to the Shark Tank on Saturday for the matinee with Buffalo. Nice. And yeah, yeah, it was last minute. Um, just got a, a ticket. The train's pretty smooth, goes right into SAP Center, and uh, we nice. live right by this train station. So it was just like, yeah, go Sweet. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, with that game, you know, the Sharks came out and scored two quick goals. Um, yeah, it was uh, uh, a laser by um, the defense there, not Ruta, um, Vlasic. Just he just yeah. fired one. Like, yeah, Ruda scored two in that game, it, right? Yeah, and yeah. and his you know they just got of his last eight years in 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 the league. I think oh. so, but um, you know they were fired up. The crowd was behind them. And you know what, Buffalo Buffalo just showed their that their skilled players and their form and their chemistry, all that just started clicking, and and mm -hmm. their their system was just way better, and and right. they. Yeah. Uh, they have more talent. 
on the more ice. talent. Kak yeah. was slow post to post. Yeah. I remember there was like a wraparound goal. Good. No. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, we you got, know. Yeah, Blackwood here, though. Yeah, so Blackwood tomorrow. I mean, you know, for this game again, you know, I don't. I don't know if I want to lay a minus 200 um, before, but, you know, San Jose could, could score a goal early and then you can live bet Seattle. Um, that, that could be a script for it. Um, could, but ultimately, you see an I, over, could you see an over one and a half here? What's the total? I, I think maybe. Six, I think. Six is the over under. Yeah, I think, I think the over one and a half might be a good one here. What do you think? Over one and a half in the first period? Yeah. Yeah, because I guess Seattle could come out and and um, either let up a one or two or, or or do what they did to to Columbus and and not waste any time and and you know they got a three nothing lead uh, Sunday night. So um, I'm even seeing some five and a halfs on the on the full board. If that's the case, I'd I'd have to lean I'd over. Go over that. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. I take but, five and a half. Yeah, but, yeah, that'd be uh, a harder bet. I think. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's an important game for Seattle, right? Because the the Western, uh, you know, playoffs and and they're creeping yeah. back up the standing. So, kind of, you know, they're two points out of a wild card right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With so forty nine games played, yeah, the regulation wins is what they need, right? Yeah, they need to get points in a hurry. And with St. Louis surging, so right now, for the thing, your Western Conference two wild card teams. Believe it or not, are the LA Kings who are two five and three in their last ten. The St. Louis Blues six three and one one five straight, and then right there tied is Nashville, and then Seattle's two points behind uh, LA, St. Louis, and Nashville, who are all at fifty four points. So yeah. uh, you just don't want to finish second or third in the Central, man. You want to win that division because uh, Dallas, Colorado, and Winnipeg. There's two yeah, of those teams are going to have to play each other, and it's going to be a nightmare in the first round. Yeah, I mean, and the, they're all really close to each other. I think Vancouver's going to run away with the Pacific. I know Edmonton is surging, and and they the likelihood of them catching out the Vegas is is likely just because Vegas has got so many injuries. But you know what? That's going to be the first round matchup is Vegas and Edmonton, which is going to be awesome. I think most of those Vegas injuries wouldn't be injuries if they were in a worse position, too. They they, they do that. They they do that. Here comes Perlo, the conspiracy theorist. You think Vegas? Tampa Bay used to do it all the time. I know. They, I know. they would have injuries, but I mean, they they had they had Kucherov who missed the entire season, and nobody thought he was going to do shit in the playoffs, and he came and he did and he, and he did the one, but. But yeah. but again, no the game allows you to do it. Edmonton can also do it, so yeah. they can add if they're missing a big player. But so you, think Hedl, you think Hedl stepped on Lachizan stick today and he'll be back for the playoffs? No, no, no. that's a good no. Thing, Based but... on what Johnny Lazarus said in his on his show Morning Cup of Hockey with Colby Cohen, he was there at the practice. He said it was not good. And when they were bringing him off, he actually thought it was a problem with his leg. He thinks he may have actually hurt his leg when he fell, but he had concussion problems. So, uh, no, I do not think. I'd be really – they've already said they're shutting him down for the rest of the year. And they didn't say, oh, he may be back for playoffs. 
So, yeah, but then he's like he's practicing with light contact and he steps on a stick and he falls on himself. Like imagine he was in a real game. Like this guy well, was he not wasn't even wearing coming contact back. jersey, Rico. So he wasn't like they were optimistic for him to come back, but I believe he was still a couple of weeks out anyway. The problem so, was he had yeah. concussion and somehow yeah. the symptoms came back there. And well, because he fell and hit his head on the ice, Perlo. Yeah, so. But he yeah. wasn't, like, they didn't say it was non-contact. They said he was in the light contact drill. Yeah. No, they, no, no. Johnny Lazarus said he was wearing a non-contact jersey. He oh. fell. Like, it was an accidental thing. Like, I don't think anybody hit him or anything. It just was a thing. He just huh. fell and hit his head like it was a freak yeah. thing. And the way and, he reacted to it told them that's it. It's like, well, yeah, I think they had him evaluated, and they're like, yeah, he can't go. So, that's all right, uh, let's go to final thoughts. Uh, I want to – I'll finish with the final thoughts. So, so Perlo, go ahead. Uh, like you're going to – oh, you want me to start with final thoughts? Yeah. Um, okay, well, we'll go into the big news here. Uh, or some of the big news, what's going on with Ottawa. Um, is there a, a, a more uncomfortable place to be but in Ottawa right now? Like, what direction could they possibly go here from where they thought they were going to be to where they are right now? Like, you, you, you fired a coach, you got Martin. Um, you can't really go backwards. You can't sell everything off. You can't, there's not much to even, like, where does, Ottawa, I'm saying this because I don't even know, where does Ottawa go from here? I I really don't know. I've heard things about moving Chikrin, but why move Chikrin? He's only a 27-year-old defenseman. There is something deeply wrong with that organization, and I don't know what it is, but I don't think I'm making any drastic moves here before the deadline or anything. You got to figure. I, I got to figure stuff out. I don't know. You guys can tell me. I don't know what to do in Ottawa right now. That's my final thought. Is like I've thought about what they could do, and every avenue tells me. I don't know. Well, Perlo, they're either going to trade Chitron or Shabbat. They're not trading Sanderson, and they're not going to keep three left-hand D that are going to pay all be paid eight million dollars. It just makes no sense. So you yeah. have to trade either Chitrin or Shabbat. And I think everybody would agree Chitrin's easier. If it was me, I would not trade Shabbat. I, you know, I would so, trade Shabbat before Chitrin myself. But that, okay. It doesn't well, matter. Yeah. But, like, that goes to tell you where the organization is. They gave up a lot for Chitrin, and they're going to trade him on pin. Well, so Perlo. Virtually nothing. Perlo. The previous regime gave up a lot for Chitrin because yeah. Dorian's no longer there. Uh, right. I think I agree with you, man. Ottawa's a difficult situation. Occupancy, why don't you go ahead and give us your final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Thanks again for having me. Uh, yeah, you know, I love having you, man. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to look at the East and do a little midseason grade report here uh, for my final thoughts. Um, you know, I, I, I watch a good amount of hockey and, and, you know, the teams that are kind of struggling towards the end of the all-star break here, um, you know, Philadelphia, New Jersey, what, what was a similar, what was a common thread with, I mean, specifically those two, I mean, losing Tippett and losing Hughes. And one thing I'll just say as my final thought is in this league, you need a puck moving 
offensive men or defensive men who can just they turn around, hand the puck off to, and they skate in, and they can be the, the facilitator and the controller. And you know what? I, I don't know if you can survive in this league if you don't have that. And Philly's is, you know, the Tippett was their person for that. Hughes is, you know, they, they look around and who you're giving, who are you giving the puck to? So um, that was just one observation I made. Um, but all in all, um, yeah, it's just, it's just the best league. I mean, you have, you have your, your drama and your, you know, you get pissed off at the rules or whatever, but like, ultimately, you know, this is just, you, you get, you get, the highest level of hockey night in and night out in this league. And uh, there's always storylines and, and you just get these, these, you know, just the top, top level play in the world every night in this league. So just happy to be a part of it. So yeah, you're basically, are you saying occupancy that like that one player that's removed can change everything there? I do. I, I, I do. I, yeah, I personally it's his final do. thought. It's his final thought, Perloso. Shut the No, I was up. just trying to figure out what he was <laughs> trying go, to say. Go, go, your final thought. Your final thought. My final thought is, because obviously I'm in Toronto, I'm going to be pretty excited down the stretch coming out of the All-Star break if Matthews can hit 70 goals. And listening to the Leafs radio all day long, every single day, it's like Samsonov's gone. He's he's fucked. Samsonov's back. He's back. Three amazing <laughs> games in a row. Samsonov's back on Kipper and Bourne. Eh? They're just loving this guy. They just and then they're like, we don't talk about all the Canadian teams. They're like Kipper's like only when they're doing bad. Come on, <laughs> we only talk about teams when they're doing bad. It's like teams talk about teams playing good isn't fun. He says, but. Another thing, too, is the Leafs looking at maybe adding some depth uh, in their penalty kill. I think one name that's been brought up, if Minnesota, I know they've been playing good and stuff, but if they fall out a little bit, they're talking maybe a little bit kind of a Connor Dewar type player from Minnesota, the guy that kills penalties, good good shorthanded guy. So look at Tree Living. I'm going to be pretty excited what he looks at down the stretch and what names are going to be popping up in Leafland. I know Tanev's been... Uh, been popping up in the Ottawa newsletters as well too. Chris Tanev and I know uh, Sammy McKee said he was in the at the Vegas game there and he watched the after hours and he said Chris Tanev looked like a character out of Shorzy. His hair was all there and missing teeth and everything. He's like, that's the kind of guy I want in Toronto. But you know, it'll be pretty exciting to see what names pop up in Toronto and people overreact to. So and ultimately Matthew scored seventy this year. That'll that'll be fun. Yeah, I, 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 I would love to see Matthew score seventy. Um, that that's awesome. Uh, I did also hear real quick. We I heard Tanev's name in the chat earlier. Uh, uh, Tanev to Ottawa. Uh, that just echoes what Perla was saying. What the fuck are the Ottawa Senators doing if they trade for Chris Tanev? Anyway, because um, they could sign him long term or whatever. I well, guess. I suppose. Yeah. And they're trying to get more pros on the back end. Like Jacob Chikrin and Chabot are the same guy on the same blue line. If you trade Chitrin for Tanev, like straight up, that's a good hockey trade for both teams, I think. Uh, but mm-hmm. Tanev, my, my concern with him is he just hasn't stayed healthy in the last few years. He can't, seem to, he can't seem to stay on the ice. Okay, so my final thought is, and look, guys, I don't think it's a coincidence there's a big gray cloud looming over hockey. We're going to find out a lot on February 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Formenton did surrender himself, but the Philadelphia Flyers lost five in a row, and you can't tell me it's not 
related to Carter Hart being out of that lineup. He's too good a goalie, and it's too much of an impact on that team. Yes, I know they lost Tippett, but Tippett just signed an extension. Like, this is a – and Rick Smith talked about it here in the chat. He says, he said, you know, Philly's missing Carter Hart. Yeah, it's huge. Anderson ain't it. He doesn't have it. Carter Hart is – I've heard his name as the starter for, for Canada. That's how highly he's been thought of. I know he hasn't played to that level. Um, and, and that shit is week to week with the Canadian radio, which I listen to a lot of that anyway, because now I'm hearing Skinner's name. He's going to be Team Canada's goalie. I'm like, wow, <laughs> guy had two good months. Let's see. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, I uh, it also tells you how what state of affairs Canadian goaltending is in. That's, uh, that's but, what to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I have to say, man, like – they're, they're, I think it's not Tortorella's coaching. Yeah, Tippett is a big loss. They have a couple other injuries, but you pull a world-class goaltender out of that lineup, and 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 this is this is in coincides with their losing streak. The moment he left the team, they started losing. Um, so I just you know, and I I know Briere put on a brave face, but like if any of these guys end up doing time and and look really i think carter hart's the only one that's good the calgary flames aren't going to miss dylan dubay i mean he's a solid player but like if he doesn't come back in the lineup and then new jersey's like stacked with talent they're not going to miss calfoot and they're not going to miss mcleod i mean they those are those are role players they can fill very easy from other teams with trades so um I, you know, it's really sucky because I feel like, and that's a technical term, sucky. But the Flyers have been one of my favorite stories because they've just played out of their minds so well, and it's been it's been tough to watch them the last five games and not put anything together. I know Perlo is a big fan, and he's been watching them too. So, um, yeah, I just think we're gonna find out a lot more after the All Star break. Um, Rick says eight. Yeah, Rick, I we don't know, man. I've heard six. But I, we're just gonna have to wait till the fifth, because uh, I don't even want to say any other players' names. Uh, we know Carter Hart is one of them because it's just quite frankly it's obvious. But it's like again, innocent until proven guilty. This is a bad situation, so we'll see what happens. It's a pretty big cloud for hockey, and honestly, outside of the Chicago Blackhawks scandal of a couple years ago, I can't think of a worse scandal. But I don't know if you heard, and this is my one final thing: former Nashville centerman mike ribeiro charged with three counts of sexual assault um so that's bad news uh i don't know i don't oh, know where really? yeah, yeah graphic details yeah not yeah. does not look good man mike ribeiro might be doing some uh some jail time so um anyway uh really appreciate everybody coming out tonight we had a great show one full hour, lots of people in the chat, super lot of interactions. It's an occupancy Monday. Thank you so much, occupancy. Always bring your hockey stories when you go see a game. I feel like Rico and I talk about this Perlo too. You see so much more when you're at the game than you do on TV. So super appreciate you guys. Uh Rick Smith, all the diehards, KQ Darkness, uh uh Andrew. Um uh, KQ was in the chat before we started. So really appreciate you guys. Got to, we'll have Tim York on again. We'll have we'll have plenty of guests. 
I'm working on some things. I've got some irons in the fire, uh, probably after my vacation. So, all right, everybody, thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow, same time.